This podcast is now streaming on the Accounting Influencers main show. Subscribe to the Accounting Influences podcast to listen to more content just like this. You can also watch this episode on YouTube. Please like and subscribe to learn even more from the very best experts, thought leaders and influencers in the accounting and fintech world. Accounting Influencers Broadcast Network presents UK Matters in Accounting. Sponsored by Accountex. Welcome to UK Matters in Accounting with me, Rob Brown. On behalf of the Accounting Influencers Podcast Network, we're the only daily accounting fintech show in the world. We go out every weekday. And our UK show is for our UK audience. I'm thrilled to have with me today one of the best known accountants in the United Kingdom. It's Carl Reader. Hello, Carl. Hey, Rob. How are you? Carl, we're fantastic. Now, we're going to talk about your view on the economy. You're a spokesman for a lot of brands with small business, and you've got your finger on the pulse, if you like, of what's happening with the economy. Just before we do, though, talk to us about pronation. I've seen some things on social media that three is the magic number and, and three is better than one. What's going on with this new launch? Oh, Rob, that would be telling. But you know what? I'm going to do a surprise reveal for your audience today. So let's just let's just hope you've racked up the numbers and everyone's listening. So pronation is a project that I'm really excited to be involved in. So um, what we've noticed, and I say we, that's the three of us, myself, Lucy and Will. So Lucy Cohen, Will Farnell, you guys will know them. They're the only two that better known than me, I guess. Um, the thing we noticed was that there is a big challenge in the accounting world, that you've got some breakout firms. However, those breakout firms are few and far between. You've got the top 20 who've been breakout from years and years and years ago. You've got the breakout sort of below top 20 down to top 100 who are probably private equity backed and they're gobbling up acquisitions. And you've got a few breakout firms below, but it is only a handful because the reality is that 99% of firms are learning as they go. And as we all are, the breakout firms are too. And they're looking for a different way to do things. The problem is that at the moment, there's a difference between the perception of breakout firms, i.e. those who are strapping, uh, putting strap lines on their website, like, proactive rather than reactive and talking the talk nowadays that permeates into social media and pretending you've got a really good firm um there's a difference between that and the true breakout firms who are absolutely nailing it month after month year after year with a really strong defendable business that goes beyond social media noise for firms for 99 percent that are looking for that bit of guidance on how to do better they're being let down at the moment in my opinion and the problem is they're going to gurus who are very switched on in a certain area of expertise. However, often the stuff is just regurgitated from books and whether it's that's their expertise or they're branching into other areas and it's quite limiting. It becomes my way or the highway. And the problem with that is that we all know that the truly successful breakout firms haven't just followed one model. They've all had loads of different ways to do it. And Rob, here's the thing. Everything in your practice, there's different ways to attack it. Pricing, there's different pricing models, different operational models, different software, different management models, different leadership models. There's different ways of doing things. So rather than having one person saying, this is the way to do it because this is the book that I read or this is the way I believe or this is what you must do, which teaches you what the outcome will be, we want to facilitate a smarter conversation than that. We want to facilitate a conversation around different ways from three different breakout firms 
what we've done, how we've done it. So it's experience backed, not fear be backed. And we will talk about what works, what doesn't. We'll share the pain we've had. We'll share the successes we've had. And the most important thing is rather than us telling you what to do, we will help you decide what you want to do. And there's a really important point there, because if we tell you the outcome, the likelihood is you're an info junkie and you won't necessarily implement. Now, I know that the listeners here aren't info junkies because, oh, well, they're listening to a podcast. They, hey, <laughs> but we've got a habit as accountants of gathering all this info and not really putting it in place. And the reason is we don't truly believe why we should do it. Through a smart conversation about the pros and cons of each and discussing the risks and getting down to the granular detail like only practitioners can about what works and what doesn't work, you can then form your own view and we'll be there to support you. So rather than creating a model of dependency where you then have to come back to us for the next answer, we help you become a better practitioner and ultimately to have a breakout firm. Definitely. And the other flaw we've seen, Carl, is that there are people out there that are mentoring and coaching and leading and running mastermind groups and development groups for accountants. Some of them have not run their own firm. Some of them not qualified accountants. They've got very slick marketing messages and they make big promises, but they're trying to help accountants do things that they've never done. But you, Lucy Cohen, will find out. I've been on the cold face. And as Muhammad Ali says, it ain't bragging if you've done it. So you've got that credibility and you're not relying on the hype and hot air and you've not just got a big social media following. Yeah, and look, I um, I don't necessarily agree with not being qualified accountants is an issue. Um, You know, some of the very best coaches aren't necessarily skilled in what they do. So Arsene Wenger, for example, was a really bad was a really bad third division defender who happened to then win the premiership as a yeah, manager. Alex Ferguson as well at Manchester United. Yeah, yeah, so it is so it's possible. But what you need to ask yourself is do you want a third division defender helping you? Or do you want three premiership league managers helping you? And a coach will help you with some aspects of it, but getting three people in, it covers all the bases, doesn't it? That's what Pronation is offering. And the and the key the key thing is um having known Will for a very long time, having known of Lucy for a very long time, I've only really known her for um, probably a couple of years, really, um, sort, sort of truly knowing her. Um, but one thing that is shared by all of us, and it might not seem apparent, is that we haven't got egos. Um, we don't believe what we've done is the best way. We're still learning on the job in our firms. We're still learning today about what's going on today and what's going to work tomorrow. So we are as keen and as curious as you guys are. It's just we've been through the pain points and the struggles and the implementations and so on that you're going through right now. Well, this is fantastic. We'll hear more about Pronation in the coming weeks as it launches. But in UK matters in accounting, let's get back to the topic in hand. Where are we at with the UK economy right now? How are we doing? <laughs> wow. So do you want me to do sign language or do you want me to say? Well, we are on video, but try and we are on video. It's, um, it's a shambles. These so, are tra- challenging times for accountants and the clients that they serve. Really, really challenging times. So at the point of recording, um, so I'm conscious this might not go out straight away and a load of stuff might change. So we need to have that caveat at the point of recording. Another point of recording, if we were to cast our minds back a few weeks, we've had new prime minister, we've had the queen passing away, we've got a new king. We've had the, um, the prime minister set out a, or the chancellor set out a mini budget which was the good, the bad and the ugly for business owners. Um, Superficially, it was very good. However, politically, it was horrifically naive. We then had the um, political party conferences where we've seen um, an awful display of leadership, which I'm more than happy to dive into my views on that. And then in between that, we've had the pound tanking to near parity with the dollar. We've had the Bank of England effectively printing money. We've had all sorts going on. So... 
this feels like the only subject that we can talk about. And and in the midst of that, Carl, accountants are standing in the gap, aren't they? They've got to interpret all of this that's going on and serve their clients. So this is why it's really important for accountants to understand this stuff. And I'm not going to dive into the details of the economics because, quite frankly, Rob, I ain't got a clue. I read the newspapers and I take people who know this stuff better than me. I take their interpretation of it from, from decent quality newspapers. However, what is guaranteed to come out of this is that it's going to be a much tougher landscape for businesses, which means it's a much tougher landscape for accountants. Now, some people have got this misguided view, and I've seen it shared, that accountants and accountancy is recession-proof. Let me tell you, it absolutely is not recession-proof. It isn't. As an accountant, you're going to have to up your game, you're going to have to be there for your clients, and you're going to have to look after your own business as well. There's a certain complacency in the accounting profession. You're right. We feel recession-proof because we have an elegant business model with monthly recurring fees and a service that is mandated by law with audits and everything else to provide, and businesses have to have it. But Rob, 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 everyone has a plan until they're punched in the mouth. So says Mike Tyson. It's a great quote. You're so Absolutely. right. Absolutely. So to continue with the boxing analogies, the problem we've got, is businesses are closing their doors left, right and centre right now. They can't keep the lights on. Energy bills are going up. Mortgages are going up. They literally can't keep the lights on. OK, accountants who have implemented what they perceive is value pricing in inverted quotes, but is actually just charging twice what they used to charge. They're going to get found out because accountancy, tax return filing, VAT returns will be seen as a commodity. And if there's a cheaper provider, when times are tough, people are going to look around. Look, I know myself, I'm doing okay. But I'm thinking, wow, my electricity has gone up by about, it's gone up by about 200 quid. And my water bill's gone up by 100 quid. Didn't expect that one. Yeah, that's gone up and everything's going up. And I'm thinking, oh, you know, my monthly direct debits, maybe I should have a look through. And do I need that gym membership that I've only been to three times in the last year? Do I need the super duper hyper mega virgin package at 150 quid a month? Or could I get away with 80 quid a month? And I've even heard businesses, Carl, question their accountant as an advisor. Do I just need someone that's well-versed in this software, accredited in the general ledger software that I'm using, and get the books done and the compliance done, and I don't need to pay for an accountant? But listen, Rob, if cash gets tight enough, these business owners, even if they stay open, will bury their head in the sand. It won't just be, do I need a cheaper accountant because I don't really feel I'm getting the love of service or the quality of advice. It will be, do I need an accountant at all? Or do I bury my head in the sand, not file my accounts and hope for the best because I simply can't afford to pay for the filing of the accounts? Now, for accountants at the moment, that might seem like madness. You might think, who on earth would do that? But we've all had those clients who've gone quiet on us at tax return time where they're just burying their head in the sand and they can't face it. We're going to see more and more and more of that. Secondly, there's another impact of this. We're going to find that at Access to funding is tightened up massively. We already know interest rates are shooting up. That's a huge aspect of inflation that's going to be kicking in. But access to finance and the risk averse nature of banks is only going to get even more risk averse. So businesses that are struggling to meet their debt repayments through their COVID loans and so on. And let's be honest, that seems to be every single business I'm speaking to. You might feel like you've got a wonderful client base, but I bet they don't feel like they're a wonderful business. I bet they've had to take bounce back loans or C-bills or RLS and so on. They're now starting to pay them off. They've probably got higher gearing ratios than they've ever had before. If things get tough for them, and if customers haven't got the discretionary spend, and if their average customer value falls, which is very likely, then guess what? They're not necessarily going to access finance as easily as they could in the past. So that's the second impact. So we've got the inflationary pressures. We've then got the cost of funding. So it's a really, it's going to be a really torrid time. 
what do we need to do as accountants and advisors to help them get through this? Right, first things first, this is not fixed by software, okay? Rob, apologies if you've got a sponsor saying this is fixed by software, but it ain't. No freeway forecast or any of that nonsense that accountants like to, to um, get themselves stuck into and focus on for 12 hours a day, that ain't gonna help, okay? Because in tough times, you, you can't really forecast much beyond your nose. Yes, you need to be looking at the, um, at the very near-term forecasts, but you can't accurately predict what's going to happen in 12 months' time. Well, 12-month plans have gone out the window, Carl, haven't they? We don't know what's going on in, in three months. So here's the skills that you need. Skill number one, you need the skill of empathy, okay? Rather than trying to diagnose, make sure that you listen first. One of Stephen Covey's habits Okay, seek first to understand, then to be understood. So don't apply the script that you've been told or the software that you've been sold to every solution. Instead, be there because your business owner clients are going to be going through a really tough time. They will have sleepless nights. They'll be worrying about how they're making payroll. There will be no end of things going on in their world. If that's going on in their business, the likelihood is it's magnified in their personal life because their business affairs are public. Their personal life, they're probably robbing Peter to pay Paul. And that speaks to mental health as well, Carl. Absolutely. So empathy is key for your business owner clients, for your colleagues, for your team members, for your managers. Empathy is the absolutely vital trait that accountants need. Trait number two, resilience. It is going to get tougher. We as professionals are going to have to be strong for our clients. And it feels like we used up all of our reserves during COVID. I heard people saying that we were the emergency services for businesses. Possibly, I don't necessarily think that really was the case. Um, you know, yes, we probably did the best out of most of the professions. But the reality is, who here can honestly, honestly put their hands up and say they phoned every single client to book a virtual meeting and then a follow-up meeting and then a follow-up meeting. And that they went through their detail in, you know, in fine detail, gave up every hour of the day to do it. None of us can honestly say that. Unless you've got 10 clients, um, I think that we've overestimated what we did. We've processed some furlough claims. We did some cash flow forecasts because some software providers told us to. But then the clients got a bounce back loan at a click of a button without a forecast. That's the reality, guys. So, Rob, that might have been told to your listeners, but I'm just setting the reality. We're going to have to step up at least to those levels, if not more. The third thing we're going to need to do, we need to protect our own business. So we need to make sure that we're protecting our revenue streams so that we make sure that we get paid. We need to be being paid by direct debit or card upfront rather than in arrears because a client who doesn't pay isn't a client. We need to make sure that our forecast for our own business is showing that we're profitable and that we've got cash flow and so on and so forth. If we need to make a change, we make that change now. We don't wait a month or two months or three months to see if it gets better. Yes, we don't like difficult conversations. Yes, we don't like phoning up software providers to cancel subscriptions or even worse, having to make redundancies and so on. But we make those decisions now. Guys, I need to say this. It is so important that you take action now to defend your business. You batten down the hatches in terms of costs. You have a strong marketing plan in terms of growth. And that most importantly, you bloody well implement you make sure that what you plan to do happens because we've got bumpy times and it will only be the strong who get through it. Brilliant. Empathy, resilience, good governance, future-proofing, joining pronation is a great step as well. We've got to say that, haven't we? Because they've got to do it by themselves, by and large, Carl, but people can't do it alone. You can't be isolated at a time like this, can you? Something I was taught when I was younger, Rob, was that there's always someone faster than you. There's always someone stronger than you. There's always, yeah, there's always someone ahead of you, whatever it is. 
If you've got a supercar, someone else has got two, someone else has got five, someone else has got a hundred. There's always somebody who's got a bigger yacht in the marina. There's always somebody with more pairs of sneakers than Carl Reader. Oh, absolutely. And um, yeah, 120 and counting. But <laughs> there is always somebody who can do stuff better than you as well. There's always somebody who can improve on what you do. And there's somebody who can improve on what they do. We don't know it all. So rather than trying to reinvent the wheel, we might as well take best practice. Carl, that's been brilliant. Thanks so much for your time, your passion and your insights today. It's a real call to arms for the accounting profession and the fintech ecosystem that serves themselves to and through them. We really appreciate your time today. When this is all done, we can all meet up, all of us, we can meet up for sparkling water because Rob and I are dry. We can have a sparkling water. We can talk about how bad the period from 2020 to 2023, 24 was. But until then, we've got to knuckle down and look after our businesses. Amen to that. Thanks a lot, Carl Reader. Accounting Influencers Broadcast Network presents UK Matters in Accounting. Sponsored by Accountex 